your part tana hey to go that what you say santana moss show podcast episode nine we almost to 10 brother we almost there that quick huh <laughs> travis thomas here in studio in podcast village and my man santana moss down in the m-i-m-i-m-i-a miami hey what's the weather hey, like? what's the weather right now hot brother hot a different kind of hot too you know, you know, one of the things we always talk about when it comes to the temperature and the weather and the heat, the difference. And I just realized, man, coming back, I haven't been used to this heat, man. I mean, <laughs> I was sweating just riding in the car with AC blowing, <laughs> you kicking. And I'm like, bro, like the humidity is on a different high right now. So, yeah, it's hot. But I, I can't complain. It's been something that I've been used to just been away for a while. I guess now I have to get used to coming home every now and then and um, being expected and unexpected with this temperature and with the heat. So the humidity is sticky, icky, icky down there, huh? Sticky, man, hot. I'm, about, I'm in workout clothes, and I feel like I worked out. I ain't done a thing yet this morning. I'm, I've been waiting definitely just to come take care of this and then work out, and I'm talking about I'm hot. Hey, man, let us know where you at right now because I see a lot of memorabilia behind you, a lot of yeah. nostalgia. Uh, I came home this weekend. My oldest daughter had a eighth grade graduation yesterday, last night, rather. And um, I knew I was going to be home for another day because I had to take care of something with my, uh, my second daughter. And I said, you know what? I shoot from down here. This will be the first time I shoot away. I Skype in just like we get some of our callers to Skype in. And so I'm at my mom's house. I'm at my mom and my dad's house. And when I walked into their little trophy room, I just sat in. I was just sitting in awe because a lot of the pictures and the trophies and the different things bring back so many memories, stuff that I don't keep. I'm, I have a thing with <laughs> things that I receive. I normally give them away. You know what I mean? And I give them to them because I know they can always cherish and be able to look at some of the things that they created. They created all this. You know, everything that I'm sitting here in front of, they created. You know, and a couple of things that, I, that stood out to me, you know, it's a lot. I can't get everything off the wall, but oh. this is like me and my brother's first, you know, the Moss Brothers' first celebrity weekend that we hosted together. And when he, he arrived into the NFL, you know, I was doing it like about four years prior and he arrived and we joined together. This picture here was, it stood out to me the most because, you know, we talk about in the DMV, I tell you, everywhere I go, they talk about the Cowboys game, that game, the Monday Night Miracle. Well, this picture is game two. And the reason why this stood out the most to me, because I was robbed for a touchdown. Mm. Here I am going deep again, and I don't want to call my man name. I, could, I, I think highly of Aaron Glenn, but he just happened to be on that play again. I catch that ball on the one-yard line and roll over in the end zone, and they tell me I'm down to one. I remember that game. And, and instead of Gibbs just looking at the camera, he rushed out there and Harriman ran a play. So that um, stands out, and it means a lot to me. So when I saw the picture, I'm like, man, that's a memory that I don't even have, but they have it here. Wow, bro. Hey, I've been with you in the streets when people call you Cowboy Killer. Cowboy Killer. Cowboy Killer. All right, so look. I want to recap the weekend that was, man. It was your birthday weekend. I hollered at you on your actual birthday, but happy belated again. And Thank you, man. Man, Thank just you. break down the whole weekend because you had a lot going on, Playboy. Man, the weekend went as expected from the 12 to 16 guys that I had in town from Miami, L.A., you name it. Uh, wherever they was residing at, they came over, man, and, and turned up with me the whole entire weekend. It went as planned. I told a friend of mine that's near and dear, I told him, he said, man, so, you know, what's the plan? 
plans this year. <laughs> and normally I'm always giving. So what I did, I said, you know what? The birthday is actually on the first start on a Friday. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to do something charity wise the day before. So I started the charity part off w- with uh, having two cycling classes where we raise money for the foundation at Ascend out in Fairfax, a cycling um, company. And I actually rode in both classes turned out great you know we raised a probably you know it was a small class but raised up to a thousand dollars that's great you know when you're trying to raise money and you're just trying to give back to the community whatever way you can and then friday all the festivities started all the fellas <laughs> came in and we went from just you know actually them boys arrived we had dinner we had dinner at maryland live i gotta give a special shout out i got i have a list here my bad Uh-oh. i have a list here special shout out list because uh maryland live took great care of me hello uh bob smith you know the uh, vice president there he took took care of me Shout uh, out to this, Bob. you know and every year he's been on board you know with the rooms and everything and then get a special shout out to my girl Liz at F and, and Kavasi. she's a senior rep there she took care of the dinner and she took Ooh. care of me when it comes to the drinks some of that Kavasi you didn't have to look far when it came to getting a little, little juiced whoop, whoop. up when, yeah when little it, whoop, exactly then all the people behind the scenes my man Stu Carmen my manager all those folks and then everybody who came out and just turned up man I have to tip my hat off to him and every club that we hosted that night uh, I mean that weekend opera St. E's and um you know to bring it home on Sunday Griffin, everybody showed love. The DMV never disappointed me, so I really was uh, appreciative of everything that went on, and I just had a good time, man. Yeah. I really say that Monday was a, a day to recoup, and I'm glad today I'm back at work. <laughs> You're back to feeling like yourself today, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, this feels like a good time to remind all the businesses out there on Tana's shout-out list that we are looking for sponsors here at the Santana Moss Show podcast, and we would love your patronage as we are the hottest podcast on the planet. Hey, Tana, you know Mary went to your uh, cycling class, man, my yes. homegirl Mary. How was she doing in there, man? She, she hanging there? Mary did a great job. Mary... Uh, it was crazy when I saw her. Like I told you, I always see her, and I, her and your wife look so much alike. So I saw her, and I was looking. I had to look twice to make sure it was her, and it wasn't so. And then she like, yeah, uh, Trav, and you know they got the, they got the babies. I said, you know, I understand. Uh, I don't. Even, I didn't even ask him to come because I understand his task is, man. You're doing caps. You're doing uh, this, that, and the yeah, kids. Yeah. I can only imagine. But just to see her come, I, I was thrilled to see her be able to partake in that and uh, she had a great time and she's looking forward to doing it again because I'm going to do a couple of more classes there privately I'm going to do them and then I'm also you know do some more fundraisers there because I think they have a great studio there and, and the energy is oh man it's static and I mean I had I, I rode in both classes the 530 and the 630 class and trust me it was like one of those things it was breathtaking you know I, I, I made it I think I was five pounds lighter the whole entire <laughs> class. But just to see the guys and the fans show up and us have a good time just cycling and just working on just being fit, it was a great outing. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Santana is just a exercise bike fiend, whether it's now, in real life, now, riding yes. a bike or a stationary, he's they a took, fiend for it. They took football away from me, so I found a new love. You know, I'm going to just ride the bike from now on. I did one of those classes with Tana, and I will tell y'all, never again, unless <laughs> I get a special seat, because my um <clears throat> situation <laughs> Was not in a good place. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Tana mentioned the Caps. Just your thoughts of this incredible run. Next time we talk, we're going to have a cup to drink Tito's out of, I believe. No doubt. And that's one of the reasons why I'm going to be real short with it. You know, I'm superstitious. It's all outdoors. And just, you know, I feel like through the span of the last few games, we hadn't had a chance to really talk about it. Through that span, it's been, what, two, been three victories. Because yeah. they actually was down 1-0, and now it's, what, 3-1. Right. So, 
keep on keeping on caps. I'm going to sit here patiently waiting. I have a vision of what I want to do with that cup. And if granted, I'm going to take part in that. I have my straw ready. And if they can go out there and bring that thing home. But more than anything, man, I'm just happy and thrilled to see that the city is in an uproar right now, man. They deserve it. The DMV deserve a, a, a champion. I think it's been too many years in waiting. Uh, I would have wished it had been the skins. And hopefully, you know, with what we're seeing right now, this thing could lead into a, uh, a championship for the DMV. So I'm just I'm going to sit back and leave it there. I don't want to talk too much about it. Tanner, you know, I've been at all the games and it is incredible to me to see the city come together. Every race, sexuality, all that stuff together, partying. Tanner, it's basically a mosh pit out there with fans and there are no fights there's no groping. There's no, you know what I mean? It's, it's like all love. Everybody's just partying. And I'll tell you, you know, working in the media, I hate hearing things. I've always been a hater when I hear like team of destiny and yeah. man, what does that crap mean? To me, it's always, you have the better players, better coaching and you got it done. Yeah. Now that I've been a part of this, I cannot hate on that anymore. Like I understand that sports cliche now of team mm-hmm. of destiny. Sometimes everything just aligns and it is just meant for you to win that year. It's just that simple. Well, you know, Travis, me and you talked about this earlier this year before everything got in the situation that they're in now. It was asked upon me. I'm not sure what show it was, but it was Santana. If you had to pick a team in this area, hockey, baseball, basketball, football, who's the team that's going to bring home the first championship? And when I spoke and said the Caps. And everyone looked at me like, you didn't say the skins. You asked me my honest opinion. And the reason why I gave that honest opinion, regardless of what happens this year, regardless of what happens this year, let's put this year out the door. But these guys have consistently been in this moment beyond the first round to the second. They've consistently. So they repeated their self loss, repeated their self loss, repeated their self. Eventually, you tell that guy with that Hawaiian punch, I don't want no more Hawaiian punch. Right. You know, that guy coming to you, hey, you want a Hawaiian punch? And, you know, the answer was sure. And he gave it to you. <laughs> Eventually, you say, I don't want that. And then you understand, I'm going to give you what you're asking for. And I feel like they were suited for one of these outings that they've been having these last few weeks and been in this the height of this game in the championship game. So, uh, like I say, I'm not going to talk ahead, too far ahead, but I'm pleased with what I'm seeing. And I'm just hoping that it can lead to what we all we all are destined for a championship for the DMV area. Yeah, no question. We talk about team of destiny and championships and all that. It's a complete opposite for your boy LeBron James right now. I got to tell you something. I am pissed off with this finals, Tana. First of all, I just want (laughs) to say this. The refs have ruined the NBA finals. This guy, LeBron James, goes down the lane and gets punched in the face for God's sakes, and can't get a call. If you even sneeze or blow a kiss at Steph Curry, he's going to the line. Uh, Let me say this too, Tana. I'm sick of Steph Curry shimmying on people and picking fights with guys three times his size. I'm sick of seeing his family in the stands. I'm sick of the Warriors, Tana. I hate the NBA. I hate the NBA Finals, man. I hate it. Hey, um, you said everything. You said a mouthful. One of the things I, I can't do is argue because everyone knows how I am about LeBron and this is no man crush no just being real I feel that when it comes to this guy when he came in this league the odds was against him right meaning because you've been at a pedestal of greatness at a young age yes. whether you took your team to championship at the championship at the championship in a high school level to where they felt that you can dominate the NBA right not even seeing college from day one and, and he did just that 
Yeah. He didn't come in and have a Kobe year. And no offense to Kobe because Kobe is a great. Right. He didn't have a Michael Jordan first year. No offense to Michael Jordan. He is the GOAT. Right. He came in and dominated. Regardless if it was winning the championship or not, he dominated like no other. 15 years later, he still dominated. Wow. So the reason why I'm so high on this guy because I've seen it and I've seen so many guys come into the league that I've played in that can't stand up to that. They can't stand up to that pressure. Man, pressure busts pipes. When people say pressure busts pipes, it's no lie. Pressure busts pipes. I've been a victim of that. I've been a victim of the pressure that at some time, regardless of how good you prepared, how good you are, it's going to bust you if you're not strong enough. Yeah. And I've been a victim because I allowed it to get to the point to where it almost busted me. And I say, nah, I wasn't made that way. Yep. But I let it get me to the point to even thinking it and allowing it to be in my thought process. This guy seems like he's unharmed when it comes to that pressure. But when it gets to what we see in this particular series, and it's not fair at times. It's not fair for two reasons. Because you're playing against, to me, the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> the Warriors are the Avengers. Yeah, they are. You name it, they got them. You know, those guys, the best sharpshooters there is on the planet. And you, all you have with the Cavs is LeBron James. And I think, to me, LeBron James is the Hulk. He's basically an Avenger that should have been with those guys, but right. he's over here. Yeah. And the Hulk can't take down Iron Man. Yeah. Thor. Right. <laughs> you name it. He can't take them down by himself. And that's what he's showing. He's dominating by himself, but he can't go out there and do the things that's asked of him because the other guy's not with him. He doesn't have a super group. People get on people. They get on LeBron, especially about the super groups and about him going to Miami and doing what he's doing. Oh, well, sometime that had a championship. When you're playing a team sport, it's a team. And right now, it's nothing evident than seeing LeBron James's Cavs team right now not helping him get to his destiny of winning another championship. So you can talk it how you want to talk it. But all the guys that went out there and found a team that was destined, Hey, you can't give him no slack on that because LeBron went back home and got a championship and now has been to the championship every year since then and can't seem to bring it home because the guys around him collectively can't go out there and do their jobs well, well enough. Well, so, hold up. Stop the press. It sounds to me like you think LeBron on the first thing smoking out of Cleveland as soon as this series is over. Do you think he moves on because you hear Philly, you hear Houston, you hear L.A.? Do you think he stays in Cleveland and you think he's out of there after this? The only thing I hope happens, because I don't want to hear the, all the bull crap that comes with him leaving, I will hope he stay, but I will hope that the league is seeing this. Every guy that's out there searching for a team to be on, go play with a winner. Go play with LeBron James. If you got any bit of ball in you, go play with a LeBron James. Find your way to Cleveland. Find your way to wear that Cavs jersey and go and get you a championship. Because the one thing he has shown you, we can get there with just me alone. We can get to the dance. Now, how we leave that dance is up to you. Right. But we can get to the dance. So if I'm a guy in the league and I'm searching for a team to be on next year, I'm going to be on LeBron James' team because I know I'm going to bring what he's needing and what he's missing. And that's what I feel like. He, I feel like he's missing a couple of guys that hungry enough and that has enough game in them that can take him to the promised land a little more than that he's seen. And I feel like getting there is half the battle. Now taking that thing and kissing that trophy at the end is the rest. And he need a couple of more guys. And as, as optimistic as I am about his chances still in this series, I just don't think it could get done. I don't know what you're saying feels good and it sounds like a feel-good story. I think the reality is he's got to get the hell out of there. And you know what, Tana? Honestly, I think he's going to go to Philly. And I think Ben Simmons, him and Embiid could be a problem. That could be a problem. 
the only reason why I don't see that happening because I don't. It's hard to go out there and say I'm gonna do this again. Right. I'm gonna let this city down and have this league look at me again in this light. You but know? he bought him a title like he's though. The, he's the only guy that's gonna get the slack because he's LeBron James. Just like he gets the calls he gets. He doesn't get calls. He does because he's LeBron James. Right. He has that Shaq factor. Basically, you gotta hack him to basically give him a foul. Right. Steph Curry, a little 115-pound body, right. just so happened to get trampled in the way, and it was fouled on LeBron James. Yeah. So I just feel like it's things like that that They reversed a call. They were, I've it, never seen them reverse a call in basketball in my life. That only gets reversed if it's some kind of chance that what they saw wasn't what they saw. Right. This guy was clearly out the picture of what they was looking for, and they reversed it. So they looked at it and reversed it. So it's things that's going on in this league and in this game that – I can't even speak on because I'm not a part of it. Yeah. I'm only a fan, and I try to pay close attention, and I try to be up on the rules and the regulations as much as I can. But to be honest with you, I don't know him because half the time I don't know the rules in my own sport. So <laughs> I just feel like just watching this guy, man, go out here and dominate, it's sad that he doesn't have the supporting cast to be on the same level. And it's, it's just going to be a tough fight. But um, if anybody can get it done, he can get it done. I just feel like it's going to be hard. Yeah. Well, I'm a fan, too, and I'll speak on it. The NBA Finals suck. And I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for the Caps and the Stanley Cup, I'd jump off a bridge right now after this podcast, Tanner. I want to switch gears to soccer. I'm a huge football fan. The World Cup's coming up. The U.S. is not in it. I'm not as pumped up as I normally am this time of year. Do you watch that? Do you care when the World Cup comes around? And the fact that the U.S. blew it and they didn't make it, does that take away from it? Not really, because I don't, you know, I'm more into the guys that's the face of the league. You know, I'm not a big fan of the sport. No offense to anybody that is. My son, Santana Jr., he pays attention to it. Sometimes I walk in the room and you hear this, oh, I'm like, what is, what is it about the game that you like? And he's like, man, it's so exciting, especially when you understand the game. He plays FIFA, so he knows yeah. he knows the game a little more than me. Uh, Messi and those guys, I think Ronaldo. Uh, yep. I remember back in the day, Ronaldinho from Yeah, Brazil. Brazil. He was that hard. That was the guy I paid attention to. But you know, he the, married the, two women. True story. He just married two two ladies. <laughs> wow. Hey, kudos to him. Hey, Brazil. <laughs> Viva Brazil. Um, I can't deal with one, Tanner. I, I don't even want to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Good luck, you know, dealing with all that. But no, nah, honestly, <laughs> you know, I just feel like <laughs> I just feel like the sport is very popular and they have a lot of stars that you can't help but pay attention to. So, yes, when those guys are playing, when the stars are playing, I'm paying close attention. But to just sit there and watch a soccer game, I'll be lying to you to tell you that I do so. I will. I'm going to drink a lot. So time now for Santana State of the Skins. You were a rookie once. This time of year, I often think about the rookies. We're not the training camp yet, but they're – They've had rookie camps. They've had OTAs. What's going through a rookie's mind? And kind of give me like a day in the life of, if you will, of the new guys on the team, the rooks. It depends on who you are as a rook. If I sit you and give you my perspective of what went through my mind this early in the season, I was in heaven. I was on cloud nine. I was a first-round pick, 16 overall. I was their first-round pick. So at the end of the day, I was numero uno. I was the guy. The one thing I had in mind was to go out there and perform, go out there and show these guys early what they got. Regardless if you're a first-round pick to the last-round pick or Mr. Irrelevant, regardless, you, your first goal is I have to make an impact immediately. I want to go out here through these times when we're in shorts. Right. Remember what I said, key word, shorts. When we're in shorts, show them what they need to see. 
I can run whatever route. If I'm a receiver, I can cut, plant, whatever they want to see from me as a running back. If I'm a defensive guy, I'm on my job. I know the keys. I know all the, you know, the calls and the coverages. Offensive guys, the quarterback, I, you know, I'm impressing them with my arm, with my uh, accuracy. You know, you got to do all the right things because you're in shorts. Right. You can't look bad in shorts. You look bad in shorts, you give yourself no chance for when we put on the pass. So I think around this time of the year, all those guys are kind of free. They're free to go out there and roam and, and just be, you know, good seven-on-seven seven players because that's all you got right now. I mean, yes, we're going to have team periods when we all get up there, but it's still a seven-on-seven seven drill if you really think about it because we ain't banging. A lot of guys make the team around this time of year. But when you really make that team is when you put those pass on and now it's training camp and you know you got a preseason game down the line that you got to get ready for. That's when the whole hair starts sticking up on your arm type thing happen. But right now, it's free. Everybody out there having a good time, whether you are a draft pick or a free agent. Those guys, their main goal is to go out there and look good, know their plays, know their assignments, look good, and make sure every time that your number called on, that you're going out there doing something that the coaches can say something positive about. Difference between looking good in shorts. I'd be in trouble, Tana, because I look terrible in shorts every day. <laughs> I mean, terrible. Well, I'm not saying you want to go out there and say, boy, his legs look good. <laughs> you want to look apart when that rock come your way or whatever your position is. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you're a fool, man. <laughs> hey, Tana, you told me throughout your career, you've always had a knack to pick the guys that were trying to make the team. You always knew the ones that would. How could you always tell? What did you look for? Was it the dog? Like, was it the attitude? Why were you undefeated with that skill? Because, I mean, honestly, you could make a hell of a scout, to be honest with you. That's some of the things that I said I wanted to partake in, you know, when I left this game, scouting, if it was open to me. And um, I didn't want to go out to nothing that wasn't really open their doors to me. But I, I don't really know. I think I just know talent. And most of the guys I picked was guys that wouldn't even draft picks. These guys was guys that we didn't, the organization didn't know that had a chance. I just spoke to you about a guy in shorts and a guy in pads. In shorts, you can look apart and you could be like, boy, he's going to be this, he's going to be that. I've seen a lot of those guys. I've seen a lot of guys that in shorts, you know, it was breathtaking watching. Like, whew, well, you saw that? So when you see guys do what they do in shorts, you it only uh, allows you to say, I can't wait to see him when this thing is live. Right. I'm sitting there watching everybody in shorts like, mm-hmm, because I can go out there and be, woo, yeah. like that too, because there's really no pressure. That pressure is when you know that guy going to hit you in your mouth. And that's when I start noticing the guys that I feel like that can make it. When those guys get in pads and the guy that you saw in shorts is 10 times that guy in pads, that's when you know you got a player. Mm-hmm. And I have saw that so many times from guys that didn't even have a chance of making a team when it came to how he got in the team, how he got on the team. Free agents almost like, hey, we're going to use you as a body. But I can call a guy like, mm, I can see that body that you say is a body and watch him run the ball or watch him catch the ball, watch him cover, or watch him do anything that you ask upon him to do and say, you know what, that's going to be a guy that's going to have a chance to make the team because just the way they went at it, when they put on everything, they didn't shy away from nothing that they didn't shy away when they had on those shorts. Let's get into everyone's favorite segment, Story Time with Santana. Listen, he's got a story to tell. All right, Tana, I've asked you before about take me back to when you were drafted. Then I asked you, take me back to your first training camp. But, you know, one thing about this podcast that's that's awesome is you can give so much insight to everything in between. Those are questions you get all the time. Take me to the time in between those. Take me to, okay, I'm drafted, I'm with the Jets. 
but I'm not at my first training camp yet. It's my first summer as a Jet player, but the mm. season hasn't kicked off. What were you oh. doing? Getting acclimated oh. to New York, I assume, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. The first summer of being a Jet and a guy with some money in his pocket, <laughs> oh, my God. So – you got to understand, I just went through four years of college. Right. And I went almost as straight as you can be to be a college athlete or a guy from this city that has the name that I have. Right. When I say the name, meaning that it rings, mm-hmm. that like anytime I go somewhere, like, oh, that's Santana Moss. I walk as straight as I can walk with all that given. I work for it, but with all that, another guy in those shoes would took it and say, give me more. Right. I tried not to use it for four years because my whole main goal was I had on blinders. I was like that horse sitting out there at that parade that the officers was riding on and they wanted to see nothing but what was in front of them. And I just tried to make sure I stood straight. Now, with all that said, here I am now. I'm drafted. I done got a taste of where I'm going to be at, which is New York. Wow. I done got a taste already before I even put on a uniform, the elites of New York, right. Tyson Beckford. You know, Sean Puffy Combs, you name it. At the time, it was, um, I'm trying to find a model some rappers, that. too, I bet. I was on a flight with Dipset going to New York from Fort Lauderdale. Right. I'm sitting here like I done seen it all before I even got a chance to be a star, considered a star on this level. Now we're talking about first summer. I done went through the OTAs process. Done got my feet on that green, showed them this. <laughs> Showed them I can, I can dice them up skirt, skirt. and go to them like a skirt. Exactly. Way before they were skirting, I was skirting back then. So when you come home with a little bit like, oh, man, I'm, you know. And Memorial Weekend in Miami has happened. Uh, and all I can tell you, with a guy that never partook in none of that stuff, uh, had a main goal. Your goal was to try to make it to see some of these days on a regular and knowing you protected in your pockets. Now I'm, I have all that. And I'm a young buck that, you know, want to go out here and enjoy it. Fruits of the labor. It was like no other. I recall uh, us being on the beach, and like I said, I just had met Tyson uh, through probably a month or so ago in New York. I bumped into him riding on the beach with my boys in my Escalade. Back then, that Escalade was the it truck. Of course. And the new one had came out. I had a 2001 maroon sitting on some spinners. And in between my spinners, I had the maroon paint. Same paint on my car. I had in between the spinners. So it was nothing like what I had. And it was like you riding in a music video. If you had any one of those kind of cars, that's how we felt. That's what we wanted because that's what we saw. BT was giving us that every day. We can sit there and watch a video and say, I want to ride like that. I'm riding that. spinners. Like, I'm riding spinners. Hip-hop at its all-time high. Yep. It was all hip-hop. I remember being on the beach and Tyson so happened to see me in the car. I'm in the passenger side because I wasn't driving. <laughs> and he like, hey, you good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And he like, man, let me know if you, you, know if you need anything. But I'm like, you in my city. I'm, this is Miami. <laughs> But at the same time, that's Tyson. I had to respect that and appreciate he even speaking to me in those ways. Like, and so my own boys in the back, like, man, that's that's the cat be naked on the <laughs> like, you know, that's that's the model, man. <laughs> you know how your dudes, they don't look at it the same. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, that's the model, but hey, a damn good one. Everybody won't be Tyson, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Just from that, man, to the parties that I was able to walk into that a year ago, I couldn't walk in these parties unless I showed ID, all that stuff, man. I remember leaving that Memorial Weekend and saying, like, whew, well, if this is my first Memorial Weekend in Miami and the experiences that I, I've seen and had, you know, took it in, I can't imagine what next year and the year after that going to be Jeez. like. So 
knowing that I had to get take care of business, I enjoyed that time. But I knew once that Memorial Weekend was over, with, I stepped right in, back into, you know, getting out there and getting my mind focused on the job at hand. Well, like you said, I mean, those four years in college really have brought you up to that point where you did, I think, need to let your hair down a little that bit. That's my enjoy. time to exhale because people always ask me, man, how you made it in Miami? Right. First of all, from Miami. Right. So everything I saw in Miami wasn't new to me. Second, when you a guy that been on the path that I've been on, I understand what it's like to not have. So you know that, look, I'm already in this bubble of not having nothing. Why go out there like I got more and then don't have a chance to have more? Sure. Let me go ahead and enjoy what I'm enjoying by not having what I want, but working towards getting what I'm trying to get. In order for me to do that, I have to kind of sacrifice some of the funds and some of the parties that you guys might partake in because I have a goal in mind. And when I reach that goal, man, I'm going to come at you hard as I can come at you because I'm going to celebrate and do all that stuff that you've been doing for four years, missing out on your opportunity to be sharp and be ready for this opportunity that we might have to go out there and have some more. Damn, dog. I know you, too. Everybody eats around you. I know that Escalade was deep as hell. <laughs> I mean, that's why I buy big trucks, big cars, baby. I want everybody to, to enjoy it. <laughs> what Tyson right. pull up? What did he pull up with? What did he pull up next to you when he hollered at you? Man, he was walking, man. He what? was walking. No, Memorial Weekend, everybody's walking, man. I was just so happy to roll. I'm riding through slow, letting them things just spin. Right. And he just so happened to gaze into the truck. Like, I guess the truck caught his eye. He gazed and seen me Saw in the back. you. And just rolled up on me like, what's up? You good? Man, you know, you understand. Miami, Memorial Weekend, back in those days, that's early 2001. Right. You got New York. You got Canada. You got any, and any other college in the United States. They all coming to get a part of that. So the streets was crazy. And he was just being a guy, I can say a big brother, that just had met me and through some people and, and like, hey, man, you know, if you need me, you know, let me know. I got you. But I'm going to be at these couple of spots. If you want to roll through, just give me a holler. And I was just appreciative that that he just recognized me in that matter. Because one thing about me, I, and you know this about me, I'm not big on because I'm a celebrity. I'm going to go and holler at this celebrity. Right. Nah, well, everybody's like their space differently. I'm not a guy that like to be shined on. So. Right. And knowing that I'm not going to take it wisely or take it, you know, kindly, <laughs> stay in my spot. If you notice me, then we good. If you don't, I'm cool. I'm still good. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. But for him to just glance and, and know who I were, were at that moment, um, I was a young buck just in like, damn, that's what's up, man. Let you me know? tell you something, man. You know, it's just me and you talking here so I can be honest with you. It is so good that we have met at this point of our lives because <laughs> I promise you Santana Moss if we had met back then at that Memorial Day, we wouldn't be here today together. You might be here. I would not be here right now. <laughs> you wouldn't have made it. I, I wouldn't have made Never would have made. Across that bridge. The bridge you just talked about. You jumping off. <laughs> <laughs> well, this might be a good time to transition to Tana talking DMV. All right, Tana. This is something I always wanted to ask you. If it wasn't for the you. Yeah. And you had to pick a school from the DMV to go to, to play your college football. Where would it be? I know there's a dispute about the DMV area. Is it just yeah. D.C.? But I'm going letter of the law, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Where would you go? To be honest with you, man, I, I wouldn't have a clue back then. <laughs> you know, back then, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have had a clue what these schools even, you know, could offer me because of, I didn't pay attention to them. Right. Now – a young buck playing in Miami and playing against a team like Virginia Tech. After playing Virginia Tech, I'm like, who is Florida State again? Right. I feel like we played the best team that I've ever seen assemble at the time. 
Wow. Before Michael Vick. Wow. They didn't have a Michael Vick. Michael Vick was on the team and he wasn't playing. And I looked at that team as in like, man, we got to see them every year. They in our division. They was just like Florida State at that time. We hadn't beat those guys throughout my tender until my senior year. Just looking back and thinking ahead at the same time, if I was a young buck and knew of a VTech, it would have been VTech over UVA, over Georgetown. Georgetown football probably wasn't even existing back then. But over Howard, my name and probably the where I, where I stood at with the game, if one of those schools up there were looking at me, it probably been more smaller schools because I only got noticed at UM because of track and because of a friend of mine that played on the football team that say, look, this little cat, we used to get out the house to go out here and play ball with us when he was six, seven years younger than everybody who was out there playing with him. I know he can play this game. And then those scouts did their work and said, I'm going to go check him out in high school because they don't throw the ball enough for us to really see what he can do as a receiver. And just so happened, they watching our running back and our safety in 83, the Tanner man shines that day. Ooh. So I was a diamond in the rough the whole while. So I don't know if those schools would even look at me. But to know the knowledge that I know now about the VTechs, the UVAs, uh, any school, Maryland, VTech stands out because, you know, even if you want to go as far as West Virginia, right? we play West Virginia too. But VTech always stood out because – the year before Michael Vick, they was good. And the year Michael Vick stepped on the field, I almost thought something happened. Become like, how did he not play last year if he's that damn good? Right. And then, fast forward all that, we shared a moment on this show talking about the uh, Playboy All-American yeah. class. Mike Vick, it was myself, all those guys. You got to think, that coach was, was the head coach. Um, yeah. And I remember him asking me, and I was going to my senior year, and he said, what would it take to get you to put on a Hokies uniform your last uh-huh. year? And I was like, it's impossible. But just to have a coach come at me like that, knowing who he had as a quarterback, right. if I wasn't at Miami, it would have probably been easy. you know. Yeah. But that thing was through my blood from day one. You know, Just being a guy that's born and raised in that area, it was no question that I couldn't look back on those guys. But if I had to say you know, exclude anybody from Florida and Miami, and I had to just say DMV only, it would it would be tech stands out the most. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I know a lot of dudes from the seven five seven. I spent a lot of time there myself throughout my life. You're the only guy I know from the three oh five, but I'm gonna tell you like this. Y'all got a lot of similarities. Y'all seven five seven and your three oh fives are a lot of light. They breed the best of the best, man. You name it. You know, the the Vicks, the D Halls, the AIs. Before all those guys, AI, everybody watching AI. Yes, sir. Before I knew AI as good as AI was in college. And in the pros and basketball, AI was number one football player in the world. Quarterback. Guess who was behind him? Jamie German, the wide receiver at University of Miami. Wow. So being the football junkie that I was at the time, I'm like, who is this Allen Iverson that plays quarterback and safety? Yep. That's unheard of. We had a guy in Florida at the time in Miami named Bubba. Bubba went to school with me in high school and transferred to a different high school Played the same two positions and was an AI like no other. He was and played basketball. You can look at him and say that was an AI too because he can run the ball, he can catch the ball, he can hit you like anybody else in that secondary. Wow. And then outside of him, we had a guy named Cook. And Cook was a guy that went to Florida State and played corner. But when you know Cook in Miami, he was a quarterback and a safety at Miami High at Andre Johnson's high school. So the 757 was like the 305 to me. We yeah. brought the same kind of talent out, you know, and those guys, we came from some of the same upbringing. So it was only, you know, uh, right for us to have the talent that we have and the reason why we respect it across this league because we go out there and we got some true guys out there representing where they're from. Just hearing you drop those names makes me think of how many guys 
came up, whether it be high school or college, that just didn't make it, that were probably yeah. so good and could have played on the next level, but life or whatever just didn't allow them that opportunity, man. That could be another whole podcast if I sit here and show you the guys that was before me. Maybe it will be. Maybe we'll have to do that. But for now, we'll talk about what we watching. All right, Tan, I want to ask if you're watching TV or movies down there. But before that, if I was in Miami, this is just me, I would be at the beach every day to watch the sun rise. And then I go on about my day. I do my thing. And then at night, I'd be at the beach to watch the sun set. I wonder, while you're down there, and I know you grew up there, but when you yeah. go back to visit and see the fam, do you ever hit the beach? The old me would be at the beach at least once or twice while I'm down, depending on how long I'm down. When you're in for a quick stop like I am now, Monday through and leaving out Wednesday, you know, I'm giving my kids my time. You know, I just want to be around the family and just spend that time because you don't see them for, for so long and then you're saying like, hey, I'm, I'm home. I'll be letting them down to show my face and then be out partying or having a good time <laughs> right. and then hey i'm gone you know what i mean so right. i'm trying to give them let them soak up soak it all up and then i'm gonna see them again next week anyway but when i'm here i still can't you know see myself having a good time knowing that my time is short here what about a family uh, beach day what about everybody go out now, little sand castle if the time was given i, I probably would have done that you know but the time is it wasn't given i had so much going on Oh, I had a graduation yesterday. Right. I had another uh, event with my uh, second oldest daughter today, and then I'm working. I'm, we 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 talking, and after that, I'm just gonna go home and chill with the rest of the fam. And you know, I got to get up in the morning early to get back to the DMV. So I'm just trying to, you know, let them soak it up until I see them again next week. Cause my oldest son graduated from high school in the DMV next week. So all the Damn. family. Yeah, man, it's one of those summers, man. It's gonna be eventful for the Moss Clan. I ain't going to lie, man. I think I'd tell my family, deuces, and I'd be right at the <laughs> beach <laughs> drinking my ties with the umbrella, Ella. You dirty dog. <laughs> you watching any TV or movies down there? You too busy, it sound like. Due to the fact that I didn't record this up in Ashburn, yeah. my nephew recorded it you know, at home for me down here. So I got a chance to watch the uh, season one of Animal Kingdom. That's oh, a great show. On I heard that's good. And then I also watched uh, what is it? What's called Queen Sugar. I watched episode one of season three of Animal Kingdom, and I believe this is ep- I watched episode one and two of Queen Sugar, and that's another show that comes on. Uh, so on Oprah, channel. yeah, Oprah's For okay, sh- great. Right. Both of those shows are great. Must see TV. Okay, I've been watching the series, so if you haven't seen them, you got to catch up on it first. But yeah. those are two shows that I watched last night. You know, c- trying to catch up. So now I know tonight. Animal Kingdom second show will be on, and then tomorrow, which is Wednesday, we'll be talking about um, you know Queen Sugar, and because Queen Sugar come on, it'll be the third episode for this yeah. season. So, bro, my DVR is crazy right now because uh, I've been a little busy covering the soon-to-be Stanley Cup champions. Let's go, Cavs! Woo! With that being said, time now for finish the sentence. All right, Tana, I start it, you finish it. My B-Day weekend 2018 was? As expected. My homeboys asked me, Tana, the last couple of years i kind of been in one of those state of mind of like, I'm trying to buckle down and get my feet into where I'm at. You know, I've been presented something that I didn't even think that I'd be a part of. I don't want to be too freely out here having too much fun. I want to get wet enough in this new gig to where then I can say, okay, once I got my feet in the door and I'm sitting where I want to sit, 
then I start, you know, letting my wings and my everything hang. So this year I felt that, hey, I've done a lot of that. I've been working my ass off. You know, you've been a part of some of that. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm letting it all hang out. If I am not floating, and when I mean floating, mean on another level every night, then I didn't enjoy my birthday weekend. And so to me, I say when I finished this sentence, as expected, I was floating. As I get older, now more than ever, I realize. I have to plan more. (laughs) I never made plans. I used to just go as the wind blow. And people look at me now and be like, hey, Tana, I need you for such and such date. You think you'll be available? And I'm like, um, you know what? I'm going to put this in the calendar and if everything plan, you know what? I'm planning to be there. Right now, I don't have nothing. So I'm going to plan to be there. And if anything comes to scoop me out of that spot, I'll let you know, but I'm going to plan that you're number one because of what you're offering and because of what I have to do. So I'm planning more these days. I can dig that. Thinking of a master plan because ain't nothing but sweat inside my hand. (laughs) Tana, this summer, I plan to explore some new investments. Woo! I told you how I feel about investments. I got hurt real bad on some of my past investments, but. I want to explore some new ones. I want to, I'm out here and I, I want to uh, partake in something that's going to be beneficial down the line. So I'm definitely going to step out there. I got a couple of things in mind that I'm going to test the waters and see what's up. I mean, this show in itself is an investment. You stated that. Yeah. That's definitely one of them. Yeah. This feels like a good time to just remind everyone out there that the Santana Moss Show podcast is looking for sponsors. Please, we would appreciate your patronage because this podcast is litty, baby. Hey, Tanner, Second you know, when done. when you talk that money talk, you know, I rub my hands together like Birdman, baby. <laughs> happened to that boy? I ain't going to lie to you, man. I miss you in studio. It don't feel right sitting in your seat, man. Something is just off with me. It's off a little bit, but guess what? We had to do what we had to do to get the job done. No doubt about it. So you're back next week in studio, right? And then yes. you're traveling again, ain't you, man? You going all the time. Yeah, I'm in and out this week. So this week, you just say... Forget about me. You'll be talking to me next week about what I did all this week. But once I get back next week, man, we rocking and rolling like like old times. Hey, y'all already know. That's a wrap for episode nine. Hey, subscribe to the YouTube page. You know you want to. Sharing is caring. Share, like, subscribe, the whole nine. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we're on everything. The Santana Moss Show podcast episode nine is a wrap. Tana, I appreciate you. Bring me some sand and some Mai Tais back from Miami, please. I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> See how he do me, y'all. Peace. It's the Santana Moss Show. Former through your ball Number 89. Hustle all the time. Travis on the right. Hot mic on the left. Every single week is a lyrical fact.